This is Shaka Wart speak. Fit than I than before. Like you look leaner. I is mean, that true? Right now, I haven't been going in much because okay. uh, finals. Yeah, but I was. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to fight you. Routine with uh, like jujitsu and muay thai and like doing them back to back is terrible. But yeah, that's like. I mean, it sounds like. I, from where I am, I, I feel like just doing one of them sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it all sounds <laughs> terrible. Just getting up in the morning and moving my body would sound terrible. Or at yeah, night. I mean, what, like the last two years has just been gain season for me. Yeah, I'm just gaining. Just been, I've just been bulking. Yeah, just been bulking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these gains are the gains that don't like give anything. Nah, these are gain, just weigh you gains, down. gains in all the wrong places. Yeah, yeah. What what's your what's your tra- like in in your like the best sequence of like a like when you're on your a game. In martial arts? Yeah, like what's your... Probably, um, I mean, Muay Thai is new to me, so I, and I haven't really sparred anyone in that, so I probably just get messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, in jiu-jitsu, it would probably just be like one of my better wrestling moves from high school paired into like a submission, so it'd be like probably, let's see, like collar, holding the collar, doing a high crotch, doing like a fireman's carry, throwing them over your shoulder and then coming up into what's called like north-south and then throwing like a specific like Kimura into an arm lock. Could go either way. You just kind of figure it out. And you've executed that. Well, we don't start standing that much. Right. And like, you don't want to like, the culture in there is not to like really go at people like you're trying to like yeah. injure them. I just watched too much Karate Kid. You know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. I, was, I like that assignment. Yeah. yeah. I was into it. Yeah. What um what is like what does your training schedule look like at at, at maximum like day in and day out what what does that look like for so, you so so like last year was, it was better I could hit like the gym was only open at night now so you got like get through your day and then like revamp and going at seven mm-hmm. um so seven at night seven at night gotcha yeah. it's like seven to nine so last year I was hitting like um, I would hit three to five days a week of jujitsu mm-hmm. and get, was getting really good at it during yeah. that time. That's a lot of time in the gym. And then yeah. this year it's more like struggling to make two, three days a week. Gotcha. But it's, it's still like really, it's the best thing to like clear my mind more than like meditation or anything else. Like, yeah. cause it's just, you have to be so focused while right. you're in there and right. then you get out and your mind's just like mm-hmm. empty, yeah. not stressed. You're, you're cause it's also, it's your, well, that's like the mind, mind body dualism. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're just uh, uh, one psychosomatic unity, all your all yourself is focused in that. So, I mean, it make to me it makes sense that everything is together. It's not like my mind's focused, but my body's not being yeah. employed. Like, yeah. it's your your mind's in your body. It's not really a dualism, <laughs> and you're actually employing yourself uh, with intense intensity and intentionality. Yeah, and I think that's what I suffer from not doing. <laughs> I just sit behind a computer. Like, even our jobs are just stationary. Yeah, just bad, man. Beans, dude. I'm I'm, I'm hating. I'm hating life right now. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I'm so hey, jealous, well, of dude, Alex. It's, hey, uh, who's? I'm, who? I'm fearing the day. Uh, yeah, it's dude. I I don't wish it on you, Alex. No, no I'm going to tell you. No, I, I really don't sure. actually. I, and I used to make fun of people like me. Yeah, like legitimately. I, yeah. So I think I will while I can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, it's fair. And then someday you'll be talking to some young, <laughs> some young punk. <laughs> some like, young up and coming kid yeah i'm sitting here thinking about all the times that i did like actual physical things in my day like you're talking about it's just like kind of empty in your mind you have like those uh like three-hour practices like mm-hmm. grew up playing soccer same thing you come home you're like zonked you just eat something and you're yeah completely chill dude i was in constant motion man yeah, i mean it was 100%. i was i told 
I think Laura, you know, my wife was asking me something about exercising. I said, I said, here's the thing. Like, I'm not like if I was, if I was playing, this is dumb, Mm -hmm. but I could play basketball every day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, um, it's a, uh, it's just the thing that I did and Mm -hmm. has something to do with being in constant motion, but having variability. Yeah. And something about like honing in something about perfectionism, Mm -hmm. Something about all technique, something about all of that. Uh, there's like an artistry thing, and and like it's all yeah, it encompassing. Like, talking about painting or basketball. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> strategy too. Yeah, strategy. Like, like, what are you macro strategy? That's right. Playing tricks on people. Like, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. All stuff. that. You're all like that. so keyed in. So keyed every in. Level. And the rules are there, so you're not really stressing. Right. So, so I, it's only because I'm a basketball idolater. Mm-hmm. You know, like where I would sacrifice everything to do that to yeah. the point of like. Like, I, you know, up until 25, that's all I did. So I was telling Laura, if I had the ability to play basketball every day, I would. Not because I, it's like, not because I think about it, but I just know, I know myself. Yeah. I like playing basketball. You know, I haven't played in 15 years. We go and play and it's like, yeah, this is like an addiction. So like mm-hmm. once I start, then I'm like, yeah, I could do this every day because it's fun to me. Yeah, dude. But, uh, but, I, but for some reason, I never get in shape playing basketball. Even if I, I could be fat still ball. And then just stay fat. It's still a good look. You'd be, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be Zion. Sleeper. Dude, Zion. <laughs> what is going on? He's 330. That's, that's large. That's I, mean, he's, I mean, he's a large man, period. Well, he's 6'6", six, six, and he was two. He's supposed to be. He should be 260. He came into the NBA at 285. Mm-hmm. He gained weight, and he's just – and, you know, and the thing is, he's the get-your-head-over-the-rim freak athlete that you've never seen before. Yeah. There's no – and his – Foot fracture. There's no way his body can hold that much weight. I don't know if you. So so now he's Not three me. stinking thirty, and he's doing chip commercials. And you're like, oh, that's a bad look, dude. Bad you're just look. chilling. You got a fractured foot in your third year. Like every year, there's an injury, and you're like maybe the freakiest athlete we've ever seen in on record. Dude. And yeah, he's, uh, it's not good, dude. Trying to be big diesel. Yeah, big diesel <laughs> without the height. <laughs> big diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Um, so who do we who do we have here? Yeah, who, we we left the door open. Yeah, some folks Alex. Wander in. Yeah, and the one that we kept was actually really fantastic. So yeah, Alex Brito showed up today. What's up, man? What's up Alex? Hey, thanks What's for up? thanks for showing up today, man. And um, yeah, I was late, real. so I made Alex wait out front. <laughs> I, my, my pleasure. I was happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, but for real, Alex is a a good friend of the gallery. Comes out to the shows, uh, yep. checks out what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's somebody that's been around at least, you know, Ryan, you've known him for a while. Sure. I'm new, uh, new to know him, but the little time we've, uh, we've spent super interesting guys. So excited to have the conversation today. Yeah. 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 So Al- Alex, um, I don't want to give too much away, but I know you do sort of have your hand in a few different things. And one of the reasons why, um, yeah, we're excited about what you do is I think some of your, we, we kind of connect with your entrepreneurial spirit, you know, like just your, um, do without asking permission mm-hmm. attitude. And that's how I, that's how I met you, you know, like prior to even coming to school at VCU. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to hear more about how, how that kicked off, man. Like getting to VCU. Yeah. Or just like you, just your, so, I mean, when I met you, you're like, I think we talked in an elevator after I had you in class for a little bit and you showed me like all these images you had like on Instagram and this fashion shoes. work, you were shoes and jackets yeah. and things like, like, so how, how, how did that start? Like, how did you get into making stuff in kind of like urban fashion wear? You know, like yeah. what, what's sort of the context behind that for you? So 
essentially it was like I got out of high school, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I was gonna I was gonna go into just like a normal like business school program, like just kind of on the path, you know, mm -hmm. just what you do. Um, but I ended up taking a gap year, and then during that time, uh, I was just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'd always been interested in shoes. I'd always been like into like fashion when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And so I and I always like before I started was like just caught up in academics and sports. I used to build stuff a lot as a kid, mm -hmm. like very hands on, mm -hmm. um, like Legos and just for long sets of time, like that very keyed into that. Yeah. Um, and so I, those two just kind of collided. I, I was like, I just took apart a shoe one day. I was onto some people who were like deconstructing and reconstructing Jordans and air forces. Mm -hmm. And so I just like tore one apart one day, made it so really much money. You're like, see you later, Jordan. Yeah. No, it wasn't the yeah. new one. It was like an old beater pair. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, All I see is dollars there, man. Yeah. It's Jordan's. It, even if they're beater Today, pairs, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But um, just like took an Air Force One apart and put it back together really poorly mm -hmm. um, with a like home sewing machine. And I was like, oh, that was really satisfying. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so I just kind of did a couple more iterations of that. I got into a YouTube series on like shoemaking, um, which was like, it was like for like a classical, like Oxford, like dress shoe. Cause that was the only content I could find on YouTube. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I made like one pair of Oxfords. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Do you still have those? I do. Yeah. You got to keep those, man. I will keep them. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Like, yeah. It was, a, it was an experience. Uh, Andrew Wrigley's like YouTube series. It's so grainy. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but it was just enough. And, uh, so once I got those done, then I moved on to, I got like a pair of like, not the expensive Jordan ones that are out today, but just like one that you could always get from Foot Locker. Yeah. I took those apart, made the patterns and then um, put those back together, made like four different iterations of that, like four different colorways. Um, the whole process, like sewing all the pieces together. Uh, lasting them around the sole and then salt like connect them. What about sole. like adhesives and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, like um, there's just different types of glues, but like under the when you're lasting the shoe around the sole, that's sort of like a more. It's not a crazy intense glue. It's not like contact cement. It's just like gotcha. It's what I use to like put all this stuff on the collage here. It's gotcha. not crazy. It's yeah. water based. Um, and then when you put the that piece, then you sand the bottom of that. Um, and then put it on the sole, and that's more of like contact cement, hardcore, gotcha. like toxic glues. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that stuff. I mean, if you're when you're deconstructing a shoe, putting it back together again, is is it wearable or is it done for? No, they're wearable. Yeah, I should have worn some in today. Yeah, I was I gonna to bring. See. I forgot to bring in a pair. There's a couple of things I forgot to bring, but um, I wear them every now and then. And I actually sold a pair to one of my friends, and he's worn them regularly. And I only had to fix them once, and it wasn't a major repair. It's just like one thread. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Dude, that's it. That's super like I would never. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm having like the I think about like the kid who who tinkers and takes apart a TV or something, you know, mm -hmm. but I, but like to take apart a shoe because I've always loved shoes. Yeah. I mean, basketball shoes like. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's the culture, you know, like hip hop. I mean, Shelto Adidas, like just that's shoes were a thing, you know, it's like yeah. if I didn't have anything else and I was poor. So like I wear sweat sweatsuits, matching sweatsuits because they're cheap. <laughs> And then find the best shoes I could to like accommodate my sweatsuit yeah, vibe, you know. Like you're like that's how I, and 
back in the day you could do it, but never thought about taking apart my shoes. Mm-hmm. I painted on a pair of track shoes once because I just did, but yeah. you know, I painted them a different color altogether and tried to like design them because I, you know, I had some instincts and I would draw shoes. But I'm like blown up. My mind's just tripping right now. I never thought about tearing apart a shoe. It's a big thing now. Like there's, it's not even like I'm doing it now, but you'll probably see more and more kids do it as yeah. you continue to like teach. Like I think it's just, it's easy enough to do. Or it's yeah. not easy, but like you can figure it out. Yeah. And like, it just seems like it's expanding. Like all these creators who are doing it when I like decide I want to do it. Now they all have like online courses or in-person courses. They're like too expensive to make it. Like you can get all the equipment for the same cost as the course and just do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But like it, you'll probably see more, more and more people doing it. And it's just kind of like a nice intro into like, okay, do you want to design footwear? Yeah. Or do you want to just do this one time? It's a cool one time experience. Yeah. Wear them. But, um, and I'm kind of like leaning away from, like, I'm not trying to like crank out. Well, I kind of am. But I'm not trying to just like crank out like Jordan ones now or like yeah. do some colorways and sell them. Right. I mean, like the collaboration I was telling y'all about, that's sort of like that. But it's going to be, I kind of did some modifications to the Air Force One silhouette. And then I'm going to work with this guy on um, putting So are you together. like mixing with mix matching, mix matching piece like shoes? Are you bringing your own material in? Like go- silhouette alteration? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. more of just like... Um, like some of those New Balance stuff mm-hmm. I just showed you guys, that's it's it's kind of like that. Um, the the one that's like the mid sized one, the mule mm-hmm. with no heel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just taking that to the. I feel like I maybe shouldn't say this, but like we'll come out with it soon enough, so it's not really a problem. But it's just taking that the mule silhouette to the Air Force One, and mm-hmm. then putting uh, my collaborator Chris his like aesthetic onto the textiles. And gotcha. Um, I should show you his work, but it's. It, it's gonna come out really cool and then doing all the different craft stuff i do and and like graphic design type stuff putting together like a full package making it like much more complete like having a whole story behind it having custom packaging yeah. making it a whole experience you yeah know? and then what, are those one-offs like are you selling that as like a one-off thing like you know what i'm saying and then like what's the legality on that um <laughs> so, oh, it's fine a, that's a it's bad question so sorry. no it's a good question because people always ask that they're like you can't do this it's illegal yeah but um plenty well, of here's people, why here's why i'm thinking that you can though because if you, you can yeah because like if i get a pair yeah, of yeah, jeans and, and i put some patches on them and i sell them at a garage sale mm-hmm. that's the cot like, so so i'll give you the the intro on like where nike's at with this they've only gone after people who will like make factory put, put run. blood put blood in the shoes yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've only gone after people who make factory run replicas of jordan ones with a different swoosh or something like that, that makes if sense. you're like outsourcing the labor to another country and doing large runs yeah tagging as your own but it's obviously the jordan one they've come after all those people and they're all like in big trouble yeah or they really sense. didn't get put under but they just had to stop yeah but there's still this community like the people i started following that got me into this they still put out like custom runs of these shoes in like super high quality materials and they put those out on a regular basis sell them out and mm-hmm. nike never comes from them. they're in a different like price bracket they're like twelve hundred dollar two thousand okay. dollar sneakers snakeskin whatever and so nike's not yeah. even in their snakeskin same jordans nike's not even in their league so they'll just let them operate and they, yeah. they make full livings just like just redoing like jordan one jordan three dang I mean, that makes sense in a lot of ways because, I mean, one, Nike's still making money off you buying the stuff. Yep. And then 
on top of that, they're still getting promotion because right. it's always going to be tied to Nike in some mm-hmm. way. So they're just getting they're getting like a top tier market with no work on their plus part. Nike can't risk seeming like buttholes because yeah, for real because like you know and they can't well they can't a little bit but they can't too much because <laughs> because this is your like this is the culture that you've created as Nike exactly like, these yeah. are your these are like your people that yeah. are like there's almost an honor in in working with your your stuff yep yeah. and if you start shedding that down you may find people that I mean. Jordan Brand is Jordan Brand, so I don't know. Dude, I got but, a I got a pair of uh, blue and white Jordans that I bought for like forty bucks at a Nike store back in the day. Right, super cheap. <clears throat> um, but you know, you line up for like three, four, five hundred dollars Jordans or whatever. <laughs> like, you can't really shut down the people who are selling them for twelve hundred, two thousand dollars because then your price point seems kind of little bogus. What's What's crazy know? too is that like even the ones that are not high quality materials, just the hundred sixty dollar mm-hmm. Jordan one. You know, talking about like over a thousand dollars just for for one of those pairs, just because it's hard to get, and because everyone wants Jordan ones right now. So like, it's not even that as crazy to think that you're gonna buy these like snakeskin premium leather Jordan ones for twelve hundred dollars when the up like the resale on some of the existing ones is already like twelve hundred dollars or more than that just for the normal like plasticky leathers that they use. And so it's it's just like a whole it kind of blows your mind. And I'm not even in that space fully now. Like the whole super expensive shoe yeah. market but have it's you just sold, whatever you, you want it to be have What's you sold that? some i i just sold that one pair to my friend yeah um but i think we'll sell this release we're going to do this upcoming fall with the air forces i think that'll sell well yeah i can see it doing yeah, i want to well. see yeah i want to see some pictures i want to see some stuff i'll send you guys a we're trying to do a sample before i take off okay um, so i'll, I'll send you guys some pictures of the samples. that'd be awesome how are you going to get the word out like how do you um, advertise this, man? So he's he's a little more established than I am. Okay. Um, and he's got, I mean, we're we're working out how we're gonna release it and whatnot. But he's definitely in good graces with some different boutiques and whatnot. Yeah. Um, who already have that sort of like clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and ultimately, I think like so people order them. No, it'll probably it'll probably be like an in person release, and then. If we don't sell out, then you can get pairs how many, online. Or how many pairs will you have? You just keep, make, you just keep making them? I don't know how, we're gonna, how many we're going to make because we're kind of limited by like how much labor both of us yeah. can put in. Yeah. It's, he's going to be making the uppers, and then I'm going to be doing all the like shoemaking processes, like yeah. lasting them and sewing them, putting them in the – like making the boxes. Yeah. Um, making any little metal hardware Dang or, it, or whatever. That sounds awesome, man. But yeah, That's what we should have been doing, Gareth. <laughs> hey, if you need some, uh, you need some employees. You want to train us, dude. <laughs> Give us I a, would love to. Yeah. <laughs> I can bring in the kit. Bring, bring in the the teaching kit. Dude, <laughs> we need to do something with that. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And I know, I know that we have at least two or three folks out there listening right now who are drooling at the thought. They could do it in AFO. What if we did a What if we did a workshop with you, man? That'd be like pretty a workshop on Heck this. Yes, I'd be into it. I don't technically. I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't feel like I'm good enough to teach people. But yeah. like, I can at least show you all the processes. My yeah. works. I don't know if my work is like. We would just get, we would have you in as a work, workshop as a visiting artist type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you're yeah. just. Shoe ma- learn yeah, shoemaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, would, even, so, even yeah. if it like is a, a, even if it's a way of advertising this project, mm-hmm. like we could, we could, you could like, we could promote this project. Dude, if a friend wants to come out. Chip. We could do like yeah. a Saturday, have the gallery open. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Yeah. I mean, you could do, we could have kits that you buy or just bring, I could just get scraps together from the department and just bring some scraps over. And so. Maybe just get some home sewing machines in here, yeah, and and just do do a couple of demos, 
maybe do a multi-day like go home build your shoe come back for the next stage mm-hmm. i don't know but um yeah it's it's doable like it's not it's nothing too crazy like, plus i want to make shoe boxes yeah dude dude <laughs> so bad i basically uh, do that anyways yeah i and then i want to make some point of sale pieces so let's just do it we'll make the shoes the boxes yeah where the boxes live let's make some g-rats yeah well i actually did <laughs> dude i love it <laughs> Somewhat. I call it so I give Gareth nicknames. So Gareth is Dr. Snack. So he's a PhD. He's really a doctor. So I call him Dr. Is Gareth Blackwell. So I call him Dr. Snacks Mill. Yeah. Because Gareth loves snacks. Like that's not. I've heard that multiple times. Yeah. It's like 80% of my diet. And so when Gareth, like, I like to call (laughs) Gareth G Rath or like, because that's short for G Rathosaurus Rex. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is the name of the shoe too. Yeah. So like I feel like they pair could be G-Rats. like yeah, a pair of G rats. It's, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> it works. Do dude. five pairs only; they'll sell out. Dude, <laughs> dang it! We should have had you on sooner, man. We need to do this. But man. what's crazy too is I was actually I forgot to say this. I, I don't know if this should be on or off air, but um, I was gonna talk to y'all about like potentially like with my work with Chris doing this next one. I think we're going to need like some new source material after we do this storytelling, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, it'd be cool to work with someone from y'all's like network, like people who have shown here or whatever, who yeah. would be interested in doing a project like that. Yeah. Just oh, bringing some, bringing yeah, some like, we got a, some people bringing aesthetic, bring like this project is essentially taking his aesthetic, yeah. putting on this modified silhouette yeah. and making it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm thinking like taking some of the people that y'all have had in here, yeah. having get, letting them put their aesthetic on yeah. a shoe shoot uh, maybe not even a nike maybe just do an original silhouette so it's yeah. not even any legal listen problems. man i i, I want to put my aesthetic on a shoe <laughs> that would be sick dude so I, uh, i'd I be into it I would, I would make that happen before i'd wear I that shoe for okay sure. well i know we have right, at man. least one person who's shown who they've actually talked about how a lot of their art was inspired by sneaker culture yep mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so, so it's so like dude. who was that josh, josh williams. williams okay yeah oh yeah that, this, is, this is the most collaborative um this is like a um this is not even a podcast episode. No. This is just this is what this is a brainstorm <laughs> this is shop session. Talk. Yeah, this hey, is what we do. Episode what of shop talk. If, if you want to know what we do twenty four seven behind scenes, this is yeah. literally it. These are the conversations. We get excited and we're like, we could do this. Yeah, we're gonna have to pair this episode now with the collaboration stuff that we did. Yeah, like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, if you want to know how those conversations go down in a functional way. Yeah, here's what's up. Hey, I'm so serious about that. I'm oh, down me to too. do. I got, I'll make got it multiple happen. people, and I, I I'll fail all my classes. Yeah, I'll fail. All my, <laughs> I don't want to be the downfall for you not getting a college degree he'll do that just for us i don't want your dad i don't want your department and your dad to come after me or something my dad won't come after just the department they might not even come after just the department they might not even come after you they're already coming after me (laughs) scratch that yeah i love Um, you fashion design love you so much but uh definitely like i could go through the list of just the ones that i've seen here but definitely like anyone from that four horsemen exhibit like that would be crazy to put any of those aesthetics on yeah dude yeah the shoe because i i was just thinking like i know i've seen uh some of chino's like fashion yep. work so he's already got that going but like literally any one of them like chino i can, would be down. I can four totally see that yeah. on a shoe in a f- like full concept like yeah storytelling pamphlets included in the yeah. box type thing like it's all let's do it for and, let's do a and, um y'all uh, Let's Y'all, do it for next. Let's do it for next October. Is that too late? Next October? Yeah, like the next one that comes around. Yeah, is that too late? Well, that's no, that's actually good timing. But we're kind of charting to do that Air Force in the f- next fall. Okay, so, so it'd have to be after. We that. could be developing it then and get it moving after that. But like, okay, definitely before I graduate in the spring. Okay, make it happen. Let's do it. Um, but I, I want to do mine too, though. 
Oh, I want to do that I want to do, I, dude. I've, I've seen your, like, I've looked through all your painting work and, like, I could totally see a specific era yes. on a shoe. Yeah. I don't know if we're thinking of the same era, but. Yeah, it's there. I, I can see it. Probably and it would be crazy. Yeah. I'm or in. not even just a shoe, like, the whole, you know, dude, everything. Man, yeah. sweatsuit. Here, there, this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, it's on, dude. You just opened a can. Uh-oh. Plus, I think every guy in that that you listed from the show is completely game. Everybody's, yeah. I, I I don't know about James. I'm sure James would be game, but I know that Chino, Curtis, and um, uh, Josh. Uh, Josh are all like, it's not even a question. Yeah. And Curtis has already got some stuff going with branding and fashion. Yep. And so he's got contact. Like, yeah. It, just Chino's his, his, his illustrations right now. of, I, I've been watching that, but just his illustrations of shoes, Curtis, like, yeah. crazy. Crazy. Like yeah, blow, blew my mind like seeing that show. Yeah. But yeah, I've been watching Chino on like Paris and like playing a show in the Louvre. I was like, "What is? Yeah, dude, that's what? A, yeah, what? What is this? Like, that's Chino, man. Every Chino's, once in a while, you're just what's up with Chino, and then you're like, he's oh. playing in the Louvre. I don't like what's up, Chino. You should be listening to us. I don't really like. I don't know him. I saw him like walking through the gallery with a like a curator or something. Yeah, and I was here seeing. That's him, right. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. But yeah. like, just I've been following him on Instagram since then. I've been like, wow. Yeah, that that that's, curator that's brought wild. him to from that show brought him to France. Nuts. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. So, that's what <laughs> yep. happens, man. Yeah. All right, we're doing this. We need to meet your collaborator and and uh, we'll make it happen. I talked to him about it. Uh, we had a really good session the other day, probably like a three good three hour session, sitting on the floor, like talking about all the ideas. Yeah, and I brought it up to him. He was like, "Yeah, I think I'd be game for that." Yeah. So I think that would be the that could be the next aesthetic that we sample and bring into the dude. bring into the stuff. Man, I do and and uh sorry to cut you off, but no, like Gareth cut was saying out, something dude. about like um just like thinking about how to get all the money together for to do merch or do this or do yeah. that. But I think this could be like a good like little economic boom for y'all too. Like yeah, do do some do the release, do a yep. do some get some sales off that and just yeah. put some like dude make some money off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Our our gallery needs the support, man. So like yeah. like big time. So dude, that's a um, uh, man, I got other thoughts too, but completely derail the entire conversation <laughs> yeah uh, to only this. i'm totally derailed right now <laughs> Dude, yeah i'm trying to think like how do we how do we kind of pull it back Is like yeah like yeah shoes kind of um you know a big thing going on for you but it's not the only thing you're you're, you're doing like it's not just it's not just shoes you do so much stuff because i feel like every time i've talked to you it's only been a few times but every time i'm just like oh he does that too and that's legit because um, I think a lot of people are in this lane where they're like, oh, I got a, I mean, I was talking yesterday with somebody who was like, oh, I don't have a deep skill set in one particular area. I'm kind of a generalist. And I heard in their voice that they were saying it kind of in a way like almost like apologetic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's, yeah. that's great because that means that you, I don't know, it's kind of like going to another country and being able to speak that language. Yeah. Even a little bit. Yeah. Right. So it's like if I go to like, uh, tour Southeast Asia and all I can speak is English and nothing else. Like I'm going to have a certain experience, mm-hmm. but if yeah, I have yeah. some of the language, and yeah, I'm a bit more general, it's going to open up everything. That's right. So, uh, I think that's one of the things that's most intriguing about what you're doing because it's something that I don't know, maybe it's a state of, uh, like, uh, you know, elementary and high school education in the last 20 or 30 years or whatever. But like, I, I, it seems that there's fewer and fewer students that feel comfortable stepping into a spot where they say, yeah, I got I got thirty interests and I'm gonna pursue them all. Mm-hmm. So what else what else do you do? Yeah. Um so like some of the stuff that I brought in here that I can talk about, like outside shoes, I've been doing kind of like some things with clothing, like uh just general streetwear, 
hoodies, t-shirts, um, making some garments in class, some women's wear, uh, um, that I'm kind of interested in. Uh, but also, uh, woodworking, um, doing furniture. So the two things I've been excited about are mostly just tables at this point, but I'm mm. pretty into doing those. Like, yeah, it feels amazing to be in the shop and yeah. yes. just executing all those cut. Like, it's just so satisfying in yeah. real time happening. Um, and then also, also in the craft department doing jewelry. So I brought in some pendants that I just showed you guys, but, um, pendants, rings, just kind of, I mean, probably do earrings at some point. Um, but just kind of trying to get a general skill set in both of those, like, so I have a good understanding of woodworking, a good understanding of jewelry before I get out of school. Because, like, when I toured VCU, I was touring for fashion, but they showed us the fine arts building. Yep. And I was mm -hmm. just like, oh, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It feels good in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And so, so, you, so you took a gap year and then you come to VCU because mm -hmm. of fashion. Mm -hmm. But then, and so, like, would I, would I, to come back around to, to yeah, yeah. what you're saying, but like to kind of like put it into the narrative context. So you you take a gap year and then you start, you're just like, why the gap year again? I, I'm a big supporter of gap yeah, year. But what 100%. you, you were well, like, I don't really know what to do, but I got some instincts. Yeah. And I, I was just like, am I really just like a general like business student? Is yeah. that what I want to do? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that looks like when I get out of school. I don't know where I'm going to work. It right. doesn't, you know, you're, taking a lot of debt for something that you're not necessarily into mm -hmm. like i don't know i just i was not feeling fully into it mm -hmm. and i just kind of a moment it was it was kind of tough like it was not great um like socially or anything during that time period mm -hmm. but i was able to just kind of be like fully in my work and just fully like exploring different horizons and mm -hmm. and like the shoes were one lane but i was you know this mixed media work kind of got started in that vaguely started in that time period too yeah. and i just kind of put my hand on a lot of different things i was messing around a lot with music at the time which i have kind of stopped doing but um yeah martial arts popped up during that time yeah. too it just gave a lot of, like space for a lot of things to start flourishing and right they've all just been i've just kind of been pursuing them since and i have a good sense of like oh that's something i want to do and i just like i'm like oh i'll do it yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to take a wood class i'll just make space in my school i also did a um a year at J Sargent that allowed me to knock out all of my gen eds. Smart. And so I just yep. only take the fashion classes. I don't have any gen eds. And then I have just enough space to do craft on the side. Yeah. So that allows me to get in the wood shop, allows me to get in the jewelry. And um, ultimately, it's like I just see before I get out of here, I want to just weave it all together. Like do, do a show where I have where I've built like everything in it mm -hmm. out of like the fashion pieces, mm -hmm. and, you know, could be the graphics for it yeah um the displays for it you know clothing racks shoe boxes mm -hmm. little jewelry metal adornments for the clothes like you could do it man i had a i had a, <laughs> one of the the best students i, I ever had and, you know love you dearly but this guy was guy was on some other kind of thing and you might be embarking on this kind of same same thing but he ran a so he was one of those go-getters like yourself where it was like you say you know, I've maybe told the story before, but I said, hey, look at this person in this book. His name is Connor Bachman. And then Connor would go, instead of like, look up the book, he went and met the artist in New York. So whatever <laughs> what? you said, he did 10 times more, like just yeah. kind of night, like just like, oh. And um, Connor was so good. And so he double majored in painting and sculpture. And he, you know, it's like, I, I did these shows with students on broad for a year. Mm -hmm. And um, it was part of my gig my first year at VCU. And so we did these shows in a, window display 
right across from Bo, there's this apartment complex. Like it's like there's a window display there now, just like images. That used to be a gallery that we had. And so we used to do these crazy shows. Once a month, I would curate a show with uh, AFO students, and they got wild. Mm-hmm. Got it so wild, the apartment shut us down, <laughs> which the director at the time, Jack Risley, was really proud of. He's like, <laughs> we really did something. And I was like, I'm glad you feel that way, man. Like, they got wild. But Connor would would pop in on almost every show. Mm-hmm. Like, we just and, – and then it was like, look, man, like I tell people all the time, you don't got to wait to graduate. If you want to mm-hmm. start doing shows, yes. do, them in your, yeah. do them in your house. 100%. Yeah. So he, he starts doing them in his house. But like they go in, him and his roommates go in there. They like eliminated everything from their house and these shows popped off. And then it was like that generated them getting a space. They got yeah. a space, started a gallery. Yeah. That gallery started doing some really good contemporary art shows, like some of the best in Richmond. And then Which um, was that? Um, yeah. it's back where, in the day. Where was oh, that uh, it's closed. Um, okay. Gosh, I'm forgetting. Was What's, it on Main Street? Huh? Was it on Main Street? No, it was not on Main. Campus? Yeah, it's like Monroe Park. Monroe Park coming back towards uh, this way, mm-hmm. about five blocks on um, Cary. Okay. No, Maine. On Maine. Yeah, yeah, on Maine. I'm, I don't know why. It was like I'm forgetting a, like a one story building. Yeah. Like gray one, or something out front. No, it was. Because um, I, I, I feel they like we went there. in there for a crit or something one time. Gosh, man, not it, it not it, not since you, not since you've been back. We no, 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 no. This would have been like when we were doing the Friday night crits. I feel like we rolled out there. It's very long. possible. It's very possible. Yeah, we I might, mean, we may have. Yeah. I've been trying to remember that place for like eight <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, it might have. I'm, I don't know why I'm forgetting what it was called. It's like, um, Connor, if you're listening, remind yeah. us. I feel bad. That was a derailing question. Well, no, that's a good one. so <laughs> where so, is it? What is so it? The, but, yeah, yeah. So the well, point is, the uh, he did a senior show, mm-hmm. BFA senior show, and I there's no. I wish I had pictures of it. He had PDF of it, but he so funny he's like restoring houses now it's crazy he's not even he's like building furniture and but he he made a room i mean a giant room and made everything in it you couldn't tell what was fabricated mm-hmm. like from the paintings Man. to the bed yeah. like everything was made yeah. like everything yeah. like furniture yeah. so you're like you it was overwhelming it was like better than um i mean he was just blowing grad students out of the water completely yeah. and uh it was this perfect picture of like um no like not like not privileging one thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like everything was like being wide yeah the scope. yeah the scope man the scope was there and i remember just being like dude this is like uh that kind of ambition man you wish people felt the license to try for so i guess what i'm i guess why i bring that up is like um you're not going to get reinforcement for what you're talking about i don't need it yeah but <laughs> but yeah but if you can do it yes dude it, it's a game changer yeah. man no It'll, that's that's like what you just described is almost something that i've had in my head the whole it's probably going to be different in a lot of ways yeah, yeah yeah different aesthetic but, but i've had that in my head since i got here like it was just in afo is a vague like notion of like okay i'll do I'll make some paintings, which I don't even do, mm-hmm. but like I'll do some sort of like visual art. I'll do some sort of furniture or like display. Mm-hmm. I'll do some sort of fashion thing, some mm-hmm. sort of shoe thing. And then there also will be like some jewelry that accents it. And that's going to be in like hand fabricated casing yeah. type thing. And then see what I can do with that. And then at least have that on my like, not just portfolio, but just like have that out and available for just like I did that. Mm-hmm. I like I 
I got to do that. And then if I end up having to go get like a, which I hope I don't, but getting like some corporate job out of my fashion design degree, like doing pattern making or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's at least like, okay, well, I'm not just resigned to that for yeah, like 10 right. years. Yeah. I always have my, my foot in like doing independent stuff. Yeah. And I, like that's always a possible out for me. Like yeah. I don't need to like, I would like to do that full time if I could, but mm-hmm. if I have to get a job now, at least I did that and I will have all that stuff for sale while yep. I'm working my full time yeah, job. Yeah, you can do you both. Know? You can do both. I mean, until, until and if or when things kick over, they may just kick over completely. <laughs> but work is always a good thing in terms of actually providing yeah. the space to the, the space and means to do the, the work that the other work. And so if you can kind of like see them as like um, together until they don't have to be, yeah. it's, it's helpful mindset, man. Cause it, it frees you to embrace the, like kind of the benefit of the job, if you will. Right. Whereas a lot of students fail at that. And so then they're, they're stuck at home waiting for the perfect gig and it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta be generating, you gotta like, be an initiative taking kind of person, which I think, you know, I think that you are, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, so one of the things I've found is sometimes, man, when, when, so you're, you know, so just to say like, um, I'd rather just go present tense. Like you're, you're in our, you, you go, you know, we met in art foundations and then you go into fashion and then you're minoring in craft. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're in university right now. And sometimes I find that I wanted to do a lot of stuff. So, and what I found was I, I was often pigeon held to like, well, no, you, you know, um, you got to do this thing. And like people would struggle with my desire to create like ensembles. Like I was always like, I want to create ensembles. Like I'm actually for the first, I mean, Chicago art space is, um, conceptually an ensemble. Like it started as a, an extension of my studio practice in my mind, which was like ensembles where you think of like, um, uh, orchestras or you think of these things playing and then they start to play a louder more robust thing and so for me my mind works that way and what I found was that what I wasn't really supported in that people didn't understand it very well and so if you said I want to make paintings but I want to do comic books mm-hmm. you know and I, or I want to and I want to make shoes well somehow if I want to make shoes that means I'm not a very serious painter right and you know yeah and so like for a year you know like now yeah we're just full embrace like yeah. it's like do you know doing the gallery with people like why would you want to do a gallery i got crap for that and then it's like <laughs> that's crazy hey we're gonna do a podcast well why well that's crazy. why would you do that you know <laughs> yeah. and then now we're podcast is rolling do a documentary why would you want to do that that's like crazy. why would you do that like, although what? they're all so good though yeah it's like yeah it's so weird man people would be like oh no people are that's like not that, like man. you're not yeah. you're a painter you shouldn't be doing that yeah you're or t- if we you're a teacher we talk about art and design and like people people um like what we represent is often pitted against each other with Gareth and I. Yeah. And so then like, it's like suspicion on both sides. <laughs> it's like fraternizing <laughs> with the enemies. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, Oh, you so want to make, dumb. Oh, you want to make some money doing something? Like, why would you want to do that? It's like, cause, cause uh, then you can make more stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, it, eating's nice. Eating's nice. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man. So it's like, there's always a slew of suspicion. Yeah. And I've just learned to not really share yeah. what we're doing anymore, you know, like, <laughs> except for with our team, yeah. but you know, but like in my own artistic practice, like, man, I'm done trying to explain to people why I need to do this or why yeah. I think it's worth doing. Cause most people can't see it until you've done it. You right, know what I mean? Right, anyway. Right. So yeah, yeah. it means um, nuts. Like I know there was a period of time when, uh, 
Like if you ever mentioned like Da Vinci, people would just be like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." Can you not talk about? I was like, "He's kind of cool. He's like inventing <laughs> stuff and like painting stuff and building yeah. stuff and making stuff. He sounds pretty cool." Yeah, like maybe you feel he's played out or whatever, but I think there's something really awesome about a person who doesn't doesn't have that like pigeonhole mentality, right? You know, yeah. Stuck into it, right? Um, I think you know, yeah, because uh, I don't. know. I think at some point, if you actually if you come into art or design out of like a real rich like experience earlier in your life i think you're you're gonna feel like you're lying to yourself if you're like oh i, I just have to do this one thing yeah you know? like I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just have to be the painter i, I just get, have to be whatever i also do them like seasonally almost too it's like yeah oh i just had a season in the wood shop and now i'm like now the wood shop feels like hell to me like <laughs> like now i just like suffered in there and i don't want to be in there for a while yeah yeah, yeah and now yeah. i'm gonna now i'm back in the fashion studio now i hate that like right now i'm bored with or like you just get you're just in the that room mm -hmm. for too long and you're just like oh now it's i don't want to be here anymore i want to move on to the next thing so i feel like i've just kind of like hit my first set of like cycles of going through like footwear fashion woodworking jewelry and then it's right. just like repeat yeah like seasonally but i can't just do one for a year yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. It, I, like it's just it just gets too repetitive i think i mean that's the thing so i think i think i you know we're different generations but coming in as an older generation coming into like like just legitimately growing up with hip hop. So I like, you know, like um, I went to the record store yesterday because my wife got me a record player for my birthday, which is awesome. And so I went to buy a, a record and ran to Miguel Carter Fisher. Hello, Miguel. What's up, dude? We had a great conversation yesterday. And he, he, it's a crazy, I was across the street in Carytown and Miguel's in his car and then he, he's like, Ryan. And so I'm like, oh, what's up? So he pulls over and then he gets out and he's like, I was just listening to the podcast that's out this week that we're on. Nice. And then I'm hearing you talk and you're standing across the street. And I was like, it's getting super weird, you know, like super weird meta thing. So we go in the, we go into the record store and this is like um guy in there and he puts on this hip hop album and it's this group called the nonce. And I'm like, you got to like know hip hop. You got to know, no hip hop to know this group and this album. So he puts it on and like, I'm talking Miguel. We're talking like some crazy conversation about like supernatural stuff and metaphysics. <laughs> and like, we're just continuing the podcast. So like, and then I like hear this, this music come on and I'm like, I'm like, and I was like, looked over to my right. And I was like, I know what I'm hearing. I'm like, is this the nonce? And the guy's like, got his mask, like his mask on. And he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, how do you how do you know this? Like nobody knows this. And then he's looking at me like, yo, how do you know this? Like and he was like, I was in high school when this came out. I was like, I was just out of high school when this came out. And like, you gotta know, no, no, mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. to know. Like, and so we had this whole moment in the music, and it was like the layers, and then like it's like it put me in a mindset, and then I'm looking around the record store and I'm realizing there's a lot of hip hop albums in there. Yeah, so like at Plant Nine, like some things have shifted. And so I talked to him and he goes by hip hop and he does a record station um, or a record. Yeah, he, he I mean, we had this whole great conversation about hip hop and he does this thing, uh, radio station. So he's a, he's a DJ, you know, for a radio station. And it's like the layers, man. And mm -hmm. then the sampling and the music. And, I, and it was like transported into a moment where all the sampling and the layers and the, the attitude, it like just like super nostalgic for an old guy, but like. But still, so fresh, man. I'm like, this is so fresh. Like, this sounds so good right now. And yeah. I know it's not just my bias. And so, um, but when I think about that, I think about coming up in the fashion of that, in the layering of that, mm -hmm. and how that entered in and it changed like 
the the things it touched, like sports or mm-hmm. like there was a whole milieu. Like like if you if you play basketball and you listen to hip hop and um, you were into shoes, like those all con- and yeah. dance. If you were like dancing, right. like all those things connected. And so when you're brought up in that milieu and you listen to things like punk and other stuff, like so I was like, then you come to the arts and you're like, like like why do I have to just be pigeonholed to it like. I don't know how to explain to you the the way the layers operate, but yeah, like yeah. I came up on guys using records as, you know, on turntables to scratch and to like bring old sounds forward and mm-hmm. make new sounds. And like, and so when you come to school with that and then it's kind of squished out of you, you know, it's sort of modernized in a way that is not always helpful. Um, Dude, it's and, super yeah. weird. Cause like, if you like that experience, like you could apply it to like hip hop culture, you could apply it to almost anything. Sure. Right. Cause the, the, the depth the the thickness of visual culture it doesn't allow for easy permeability Mm -hmm. right like it's it's so much there that you don't get to just be like oh i've got this now yep um because it is so layered like you can keep digging and digging and digging and there's another visual aspect another visual thing another something going on and so really in some space you know this um i don't know but uh, in some space, you can almost look at, like, the person who is, like, standing their ground and, like, sticking the flag in, like, a kind of a an art or design monoculture is hugely regressive. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're just stuck in some other past. Yeah. They're stuck yeah, in yeah, some yeah. place that doesn't exist in real life. I mean, I think you can have home base. Or they're stuck in a place that's only academic. Yeah, it's only academic. And you can have home base, but you got to acknowledge, like, you got people that, I mean, there's a way to, there's a, so there's a, there's a caution here, though. The caution is the person where they don't really do anything, but the excuse for not doing anything is to say that I want to do everything. Yeah, that's my fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to you have to go yeah. through that to be like, no, no, no. I'm, I got a vision. Yeah. For for and you know that was the thing. So for better or worse, the vision of doing these kind of things that push on each other never left me from the time I was nineteen, and it's taken me a long time. But like, that's yeah. the culture that we've created. You yeah, know, that's what's that's what this is. Yeah, that's what this Definitely. is. You know, like, and then it's generating for other people to step in and like uh, find their connective moment in the larger matrix, if you yeah. will. And like, and, and that's the way, that's the only way it can go forward is by more like us talking about this collaborative project. Like that's the stuff we dream about. Like mm-hmm. it's organic. Like you came and saw the show and then you're like, these people all of a sudden we're like, I mean, we've talked about making shoes and things before. Yeah. So like there's, mm-hmm. you know, just like loving product design and yeah. and, it, and, it, and, not, and not cheapening like uh, the conceptual framework for like my own personal work or, mm-hmm. you know, as a painter or, you right. know. Well, I mean, that's the, yeah. the interconnectivity of this stuff, right? So it's like all the stuff you're doing, Alex, like they're not, they're not opposed to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in the wood shop, you're doing something. Uh, your brain is probably connecting like, oh, I'm making this piece, I'm doing this thing. And it's connected to... The shoes, the jewelry, the 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 streetwear, the the fashion design, like whatever, right? It's mm-hmm. not it's not opposed. So these aren't these aren't activities that actually do draw away from each other. They actually compel toward each other yep. if you're doing them. And I yeah. think that that's one of the things that we, uh, I don't know. I think we get that lost when we're like, I'm just X, you know, yeah. fill in the blank. I mean, and if you just look at like the people who I follow who are like con- contemporarily like doing well, mm-hmm. um, either in music or in like fashion and yep. art and all that like think of Virgil Abloh just mm-hmm. passed recently he was he had his hand I just I have the his book and he it just shows all the different things that he's like had his hand in mm-hmm. and it's like it's so infinite it's everything it's album covers it's shoes fashion collections like cars mm-hmm. um 
museum like curation like of his of his work mm-hmm. he, he's had his hand in literally every single furniture yeah and, and it's just like why wouldn't you do that yeah if you could like, if you could yeah and, and yeah. same thing like there are musicians who are doing that too who are like killing it with their clothes like their their music feeds into their clothes yep. and it's all it's a whole s- scene and like niche and subculture in itself and it's like that, that, that those are cool places you know yeah do you feel like that's supportive for you then or i mean how do you as you're like trying to figure out your vision like in in uh academia is you find do you find it hard to execute it in the context of being like a major and then having a minor yeah, yeah. yeah it's not really it's not really supported like i can't like probably until next year my senior year in fashion i can't necessarily just say i want to make the, this 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 and this i see the whole i can see the whole collection right now i want to make it it's more like, oh, we're making this dress this week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even want to make dresses, really. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to wait. I have to get through all this just to get to my senior year where I say, okay, actually, I don't want to make any of this stuff. I just want to, te- like, essentially, I have some skills that I've learned, but I kind of just want to teach myself on site how to make sweatsuits, like mm-hmm. nylon type stuff, like all this, just like senior year, put it together. That's what I want to have yeah. at, at my, like, senior show. Um, I, I think I got, like, put off a little bit there. What was, the, what was the question? Well, just, you yeah, know, I, mean, I think I said I was wondering yeah. how, how your, um, like, oh. the cross between going into craft, making jewelry, like, you have a picture in your mind of how the furniture, the yeah. fashion, like, yeah. the whole vibe, you know, all of it works together. Yeah. Um, and it, do, do you find that it's difficult to communicate that to the people that you're working with, your professors, that kind of thing? Is so, that, sort of. There's a little gap. Um, yeah. Like, like. The projects aren't the projects are meant to give you somewhere to start. Sure, but I already know like, I, I, it's not like I already know what I want to do. I didn't know what my pendant designs were gonna be before yeah. I took yeah. intro. Yeah, but like, or I'm glad we did a coffee table and intro woodworking. Like mm-hmm. that was helpful. Um, but I, hopefully, as I get closer to the more like upper level classes, it's they're still more open ended, and mm-hmm. especially in craft and definitely craft more than fashion, you can, you can just go to the professor and be like, hey. I wanted to do this yeah. with all the shop materials. Can you teach me how to do this? And now they've always said yes. Like every yeah. craft professor I've had has been like, sure, just do yeah. that. Yeah. Awesome. Like you don't have to do the prompt. Just do right. that. Uh, like I made a shoe box as my midterm for wood. It was like a shoe box that like turns into a display. Um, mm. Is like no one really did anything like that, but my professor let me do it. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Um, I feel but, like when you're really serious, I mean, the way this is unique to the school I was at, but because I was serious, past what I understood. Like I didn't, I was naively serious. I didn't know that I was being serious enough or whatever. But what I found was the more serious that or committed, dedicated I was and the more vision I had, it woke up my teachers. Like my teachers were like, oh, you're not, it, like it's like they were in slumber because they were, and as a professor, I know how hard this is because you can't just give your energy to everyone all the time because not everybody even wants it. They don't even yeah. care. So right. like, you know, you got these people and then they're like, oh, wait, time out. Like, you're really asking questions. Or you're really making stuff. And, you know, what happened for me is like they just gave me a space to work and then I didn't have to turn in assignments anymore. Like, because they're like, well, you're already outpacing the assignments. Yeah. And it was beautiful because now I was getting into like the heart of, um, I was focused though, but I was getting into the heart of like, it's like what I was doing was more than what the assignments were. So it's like, yeah. why even bother with this yeah. when you're actually here? And, um, that was formative for me, man. That support, that support is a game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was like confidence boost. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Cause this seems like some of the best like preparatory stuff for a career in the arts. Yes. Because like, I mean, what you want is you want somebody who like 
kind of rolls in, they get a little fuel from you, and then they're on autopilot mm-hmm. on the on their own. Yeah, you know, because because what they're doing. Questions. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. You know, because you know, the the job is repetitive. Yeah. Uh, every semester, you know, you're kind of touching on the same points. You might be dealing with specifics of specific students and needs, but. For the most part, like if somebody came in and was like, "Hey, I got questions beyond," I was always like, "Yeah, I'll yeah. take time out of class for this, yeah, because it's this is going to be more helpful, even to all the other students, yeah. and then not f- just you." Just pulling teeth to make someone make a drawing, you're like, yeah. "Dude, I don't." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so somebody comes see. in and they're like, "I literally want to build an entire building and all the stuff in it," and you're like, "Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that." Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like like that is true for craft, and I just wish that was true for fashion. Like I, I've had the exact type of stuff I want to make kind of in my mind the whole time. And I just haven't, it's not necessarily like, I feel like I could just learn the, the base techniques that we're learning in class, but like learn past those Mm -hmm. making the things I want to make. If I could just have the space to not need to bring this exact thing to this critique. Yeah. Instead of, instead of bringing this skirt to this critique, what do you want me to learn this? VC needs like an urban wear. You want me to learn how to make this dart, how to sew this thing? Okay, yeah. I can build a windbreaker with all mm-hmm. of those things incorporated and yeah. probably some more techniques. Like, yep. And I'll, I will actually go and like pull like three all-nighters in a row to, to build that. But if you just make me do the skirt, then I'm going to be like, have you told I'm going to put it off to the last this? minute. I'm always talking about it. I'm always <laughs> going on and on about this. Dang it. Um, but like. You got to talk to Pam. Yeah. It, it it gets me because I'm like with the with the skirt I just wait until the night before because I don't care about it at all and then I like do a <laughs> mediocre skirt walk in and just like look at it on like during critique I'm just a buzzkill I'm just like yeah you know I don't really care about skirts this is my skirt yeah <laughs> it's like people laugh during my critique and I don't I'm not offended I'm what just like I'm just is- like yeah you know this is what it is what it is like, especially last year like when this Dude. stuff was real basic. What, I would just I, walk in, be, have just be like, yeah. Make a hey, check this out. Just make the windbreaker and bring it in That's when crazy. it's supposed to be a skirt. Just do it. Call it a skirt. Hey, it's open on the bottom. It's yeah. a skirt. Yeah, call it a skirt. <laughs> I think I'm that's serious. coming next. If it does, if they don't give that to me senior year, that's Dude, coming next. You like, just heads like up a, in advance. <laughs> you just do a trench coat windbreaker. It's yeah. long. It's a skirt. And this is just it's all incorporated. Yeah. I just, just like the body. Really Soft. I like that. I you like that? that? I would all right, that's what I would do. I should just. Do I that. would just do it and then show up with it. Damn, why haven't I thought? To do I that? know you should have talked to me sooner, man. Gonna get, I could have been myself. doing this in sophomore year. Yeah. I would have done it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah, we're yeah. Building windbreakers, dude. I, I just like because you were talking about windbreakers and dresses, and now I'm now my brain's like thinking about windbreakers with the being open to the bottom is like convenient for like passing gas. Like, not even, <laughs> like the ten year old in me just went somewhere it shouldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Just rocking my windbreaker. Oh, the windbreaker. The windbreaker. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, we can do one of those in the collection too. Yeah. Brian Leterio windbreaker, right? That's so, uh, there's five, two, only five made. Only, only five, five made, made, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you want to be one of five to rock the windbreaker. <laughs> That's an interesting piece of clothing you have there. Well, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you, it's functional. It's designed functional, and it's aesthetic. RLW. Yeah, that's right. RLW. (laughs) Dude, you're in, man. You're in, dude. You got got our number. Yeah. You got us dialed in. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to go, man. I'm lost, dude. dude. I mean, all right, so you're, you're involved in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you're doing all that, you know, you're, you're, uh, you still got another year of school left, right? So you got all the stuff you're doing. It sounds like you're crazy busy with things. 
Um, how do you kind of like make it all work? Like, are there things that you do that just kind of like uh, help you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, ground it out, kind of makes sure the stuff fits together, doesn't overwhelm or get lost or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like actively keeping, keeping a running tally and like on paper tallies of my priorities at all times, kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Like with the wood thing, like I just, like if, if whenever something feels important, it just gets all my attention mm-hmm. and I'll just like, like fail the other things or like not do them. Um, but I mean, I, I, are you talking about how to like, how am I fitting it all in or like the, cause there's definitely some like underlying structures that allow me to like pack it all in, like just daily practices, like daily rituals and routines. And yeah. That like let's talk, talk about that for a second, man. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your daily, what's your underlying structure? Uh, what's yours? I mean, just like I've had like a, a meditation practice going in the morning that I've probably hit like four to five days a week. Mm. Um, and just like working out outside of like kind of working out, um, in the afternoons, going to martial arts, that type, those types of things keep the, keep me like from burning out or being like just stuck in the studio and like your brain just gets fried from being in there all the time. So it's like having all those other things are just like, sometimes I'll be like super overwhelmed with work and I'll just like take a day off or like just go take a walk. Yeah. Like, and just not do my work. Um, And and honestly, I think a lot a lot of times those types of decisions are what kind of allow me to keep it all. Like when you look at the year end results, maybe not the like week to week results, but sure. the year end results, it's like those types of things. And just knowing what's important, yeah, will will always like it's kind of what allows me to pack it in. And just like doing poorly on a lot of things that I don't care about. <laughs> like, that's, this is like a theme with Alex. That's man. that's part I'm just of, thinking about that's part of, like I'll intentionally be like I'm not gonna do well on this. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you worked hard in my class, though. Because it was a good class and because yeah. you're a good professor. Yeah. You and worked hard in my I, class. I really that. did not want to draw, but like. Yeah. I know you hated it. You, <laughs> Dude, he hated it. But you were me, a good man. professor and like your your lectures were interesting. Like I could see that people were getting crazy, were leveling up crazy in real time based off your feedback. So I was like, I should probably do that. And I always like a professor that like instills fear in me. That always works well. <laughs> yeah. It like, it like ties back to like wrestling and like martial yeah. arts. It's like. Oh no, it's intense now. Like you better yeah. have this thing for Ryan on this day. Yeah. I need, or I need, it's gonna be good. bad. Like it's gonna be bad. I wish like, my students could hear that right now. <laughs> they're they're in a different place. Because that's how I felt. Like I felt yeah. that way yeah, in yeah. class. And some professors don't when a professor doesn't put fear in my heart, it doesn't normally work well for me. Gotcha. You know, like my my well, I did one bad project for this class, but like I have a professor in fashion who everyone kind of fears and like that. For the first project of that, it was kind of related to the New Balance stuff I showed you, and I just like went all out on that. Mm-hmm. It was great, um, but if 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 you're not like making me scared for critique, like it's yeah. not. There's got to be some level of respect. Yeah, you know, I think, or, or and even respect for. I think it's a respect for because I relate to that. Like my, I mean, everybody feared Oliver Jackson, my one of my main professors, and you know, he's the person that told me you might be a painter, but you need training, and like I'll never forget it, and like. And I saw my other professors be like, Oliver just told you that. Like, that's a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, whoa. And then taking his class and seeing people like on their toes, man, because he commanded respect. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, everyone leveled up. Yeah. You either leveled up or you quit. Yep. Which is both were probably pretty good. Because if you quit, it's probably good for you to quit because yeah. you probably weren't really for it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, when there wasn't that that respect, I don't know. You know, it's, it's just, just not the same. Bland. Thing. Like people just yeah. come with whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, like, yeah. But 
I was looking like my phone was it's pretty funny. My phone was showing me like memories from four years ago today or two years ago today. And it was some pictures from the uh drawing final critiques that we did when my year in, in your class. Yeah. And I I don't know like over all the sections you have how good that class was, but it seemed like a fantastic class. And I was not necessarily a part of the fantastic class, but like I was looking at the pictures I had taken of that crit room and I was like, that's probably one of the best critiques I've sat in the whole time I've been here. The that's first crazy. first semester at AFO in your yeah. class, like because people went crazy for that. People yes. did wild things and everyone, the dimensional object yep. that everyone brought in was different. And like, man, that was that that was like nuts. Like that could have actually taken up a public space. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's killed me, man. Like when you see that, when you so when you see that repeatedly and you know you can get people there, it it um over time it it makes it hard to suffer watching people not try or watching it fall short once they leave and like some students have like i got students that are like you don't know how to teach and like right now like like just different things and like you know it's like i understand you don't have to like my class like i don't you know it's not for everybody but but i have tried to say like you may find more than you realize that you won't you won't see this like level of um excellence or again like mm-hmm. for whatever reason yeah. like because you won't be pushed the same way you won't be afforded the same face to make mis- uh same space to make mistakes um um yeah you know it's like um i don't i don't know why man but it makes me sad that like th- that doesn't expand after you know a, a first year like you don't see more yeah. of that you know yeah, like it what, was absent from the second year yeah where you know where does that go and I, I don't i don't know why i really yeah. don't it is a shame yeah because people like it. People yeah. enjoy it. Too. I know. It gives people purpose. And then you show up on the critique day and it's like, wow, this is wild. Yep. Other times it's just like people leave their final critique and they're like, why am I in school? Like, yeah. Yeah. What, this is stupid. Like, yeah. What are we even doing here? Like, Right. 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 This is wild that this is the semester end thing that we've been building up to and no one cares about it. You know, that is, and, and you're like, um, every, you're like, um, you're only here for four years. Mm-hmm. So like this moment, this like four year occasion is like get everything out of it because it's what will carry you outside of school. And I think there's this like perpetuation towards delay. Like, oh, I'll yeah. just wait. Yeah, they'll be. You know, I'm tired. I'll wait. And it's like you're not really gonna get that again. Like yeah, it doesn't no. really come back to you. No. And it's and if you can't generate, here's the thing: if you can't generate work in a in a context that's made for you to generate work. You're gonna have a doubly hard time generating a context. Thin air. Yeah, you, like let alone making your work, recreating an environment in the future that allows people to like do that. It mm-hmm. ain't gonna happen. You yeah. ain't gonna do it. Yeah. So I guess what I'm thinking about now is like ask the question like you're re, you got reinforcement, or you're you're working in the context of like your educational space, you know, and you're working between your major and your minor, and you know I'd asked about like how how that's supported, but then there's what you're doing outside of the university and how you're finding uh support or collaborative energy or vision. So mm-hmm. how, how, how do you, how are you, how are you, how is that happening? Like, how are you, how are you meeting collaborators and like, what's that look like for you? I mean, the most recent one, I mean, honestly, Chris is really the only like bit. Well, actually I've had a few others, but Chris is like the, probably the one I'm most excited for and mm-hmm. most recent and mm-hmm. like surprising to me. Like, but essentially, okay, this is crazy. So someone I do jujitsu with, work, he works at um, 
he works at High Point, the barbershop. Yep. And someone I do jujitsu with also works at High Point. And so um, I was, you know, like in between jujitsu rounds, you're kind of just like hang. You might take a round off and just hang out with someone and talk for five minutes. So I was talking with him. He was like, talk, I was like, oh, yeah, I do fashion, this, that, third. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, this guy, like Chris from our shop does uh, fashion, too. And he showed me his page. I was like, oh, I saw people wearing those like bucket hats in the shop the other day. I just assumed they had gotten those somewhere else because they're crazy. Mm-hmm. They're insane. They look like legit. And so he was like, oh, no, that, that's Chris. And so um, it's funny enough because I'd, I'd been sitting in the chair like right next to Chris for like a year just getting my hair cut. And then one day I just turned to him. I'm like, dude, I've seen your, I, uh, someone from jujitsu like showed me uh, your stuff the other day. It's really cool. Um, and I was like, he's like, in my mind, he's like many tiers above me in his skill level and, and where he's at with his brand. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like collaborating, but um, he was just like, oh yeah, cool. And then he saw I was doing shoes. He's like, oh, I've been mean to like learn shoes for a while. It looks like you know how to do that. Like let's, uh, let's like meet in the middle here. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we just been talking, like going back and forth for a while. Every time I go to the shop, we'll talk for a little bit. Uh, and then recently I went over to his, his place for like a more in-depth like design session about what we're doing this upcoming fall with yeah. that collection. Um, the shoes and then possibly some other things and just all the different logistics of it. And even like bringing up doing it with y'all. Yeah. Um, brought that up to him. Um, so that was super organic and cr- crazy and random. And he's actually like, is wild that it was that random and we like get along so well. Like when we were sitting down to, to do all the design stuff, it's like we're on the same page about a lot of things. That's crazy. And and, he, and, he, and he's he also, also cuts like, He's a barber. Yeah. 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 This we need to get him on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I love talking about definitely. Pat Heron. Let's do that. No, he's he would be a great guest. He's awesome. And like <laughs> I feel like we're both we're both like into making fashion stuff, but at the end of the day our like dream is to just be like completely off the grid, like not known at like a large level but just be able to make money off of it do what you like to do and just like have a flip phone not use instagram yeah like which which is not like contemporary but right that's what that's where my has been for a while i feel like it's coming more contemporary that's interesting why yeah maybe why why is that why has that been a goal for you yeah talk about that because i always feel better when i'm not on instagram at all and like Mm -hmm. if i could just drop out of it completely i'd mm-hmm. be content i just like kind of use it to stay tuned and just to um i'll have to publish my work you know i, don't, I, I haven't know. been publishing much recently which is kind of a shame because people are gonna look and be like oh he has nothing published recently yeah um because it's all in the works kind of but um yeah i just don't i don't like it as a stream in my life on a d- daily basis like maybe i could check into it once a week or mm-hmm. once every two weeks and that'd be cool like it'd be interesting you'd see only really good stuff mm-hmm. but like the daily routine of it and the addiction of it which i'm not even that addicted to i just everyone kind of has a minor addiction with it yeah i just i just don't like it as a, a stream in my life i'd rather just be just like just experiencing the space i'm in at like all times instead yeah. of like getting zoned into this or that you know which is mm-hmm. it's so easy but that i've just won that for a long time and if i could just like have a spot out in Montana where I have a workshop and I'm just like in the mountains. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, it's idealistic. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's like, what Kanye West did, dude. Yeah, He's I know. got the ranch. Man. I know. Kanye's got the ranch or like, with the real horses. Like a surf yeah. shack with yeah. uh, 
that with like barely any internet and just like sewing machines and woodworking equipment like right i could just be there for yeah 20 years yeah yeah, just yeah churning yeah. stuff out so that's a question man like gosh that's a heck of a question is is uh because i wrestle with that in mm-hmm. the sense that um definitely on instagram too much and uh never had any interest so the only reason why i ever got interested was because of shaco mm-hmm. so when we finally did it was like oh and then it like kicked into my obsessive yeah. tendencies and then my uh you know like your um addictive tendencies and, and all of a sudden you're like a zombie and um in a real way and uh i don't have like a twitter account because i can't like so like i've tried i've tried to try to tried and every now and then i'll post it on facebook really minimal <laughs> every now and then but um, I've so many good things for Shaco has come out of Instagram, so I'm torn mm-hmm. because I know that there is a. I've met, you know, shout out to so many of the artists that we've actually built real friendships with, right? Even up to the artists that we're showing now is awesome, and so there's this like tension between like how awesome that's been, but how much um, the issue the issues of funding space to work, <clears throat> you know? So like. You know how do you how do you how do you how do you establish that you're known enough that you can get work out there without needing to be um, mm. you know like you said like in the spotlight yeah yeah and that is a real real question man I have like real questions about like like I'd love to I'd love to kick that around I don't even have any thoughts man dude I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like okay so if you're in the middle of some place because I, I same thing I have the same uh, like get away from all this other crap. What takes up so much of my time? It's mm-hmm. empty headspace. It's just it takes up mental heads. The mental so headspace that occupies is huge too. Like yep. talking about doing all this work, having all these thoughts about projects and whatnot. It's like the Instagram headspace is just not ever doing it for me. In that, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but no, like, no. It's but like right in line. And like just negative emotions about yes. other like, which is terrible. <laughs> like just like feeling negative about other people's yeah. work. Like yeah. you're like, why do I feel this way? This is. I yeah. don't feel this way in person, like with people I know yeah. or in the studio. I mean, like, I feel oh, like this cool is the stuff. internet too, man. Like, I feel like yeah. I feel this with like pod. I mean, we're doing a podcast, but I feel like I, I feel like this with podcasts. Like at times, like there's like I I can get into ruts where I listen to the news. I like there's ruts. They're like rhythm ruts, you know. In there, um, they feel timely. But then I'm like, okay, I'm in. I got a studio. I'm like in my studio. I'm like, man, what else, what else could I be doing? Like, I could be reading, writing you know, making and, um, it's hard. It's hard to parse out, man. It really is. I mean, like if you were, if you were just making, I I always kind of go back to like, okay, what would it be like 200 years ago? Cause we're not doing anything new. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, like even everything in the day, the stuff we're talking about, you know, fashion design, shoes, music, whatever, like it's not new. Right. Right. So 200 years ago, how'd you be doing it? How'd you have a living? Well, some of it might be like, Oh, you were a blacksmith and you were a maker. Right. Or, um, whatever else. But, you'd be supported by that local community. You mm-hmm. know, maybe that local community extends five miles outside of wherever you live, 10 miles, whatever it might be, whatever a, a horse ride away is. It's that local community. And now we have this, like, thing where there's this giant cultural lie that our community only exists in a digital space, mm-hmm. that our community only exists online, right? So we always have to be tapping into that community. Yeah. But what does that community do? Back in the day, that community would have come into my shop. They would have bought stuff from me. Mm-hmm. They would have had conversation. They would yep. have shared things with me. We would have bartered. We would have traded. We would have done different things. We would have had dinner together. We would have had, you know, uh, we'd been at the same, like, 
restaurant or bar together. Like mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? And yep. now we're not all those activities that actually enable the community. Like they're absent from digital spaces. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about the digital space enables the relationship. Maybe, maybe sometimes, but it uh, you know it's this thing I hear over and over and over again from students where they're like. I got to be on here because it's what's up. It's what's going on. It's where people are going to see my stuff. And I'm like, you got 37 followers. Mm-hmm. Like, who's seeing your stuff? Yeah. You know, and that's not yeah. a bust on you. But it's just like, uh, like uh, I think step one in kind of like reclaiming actual community is, is, is identifying the lie that the community's out there somewhere. And it's not like yeah. around here. Yeah. Right? Like, this is more community than I get on Instagram. The three of us having this conversation. Yeah. Right. Common unity. Yeah, yeah. That's the common unity. So, like, what are you what is common in the context of the people and what are you sharing in? And like, so sharing, sharing in um, common unity, uh, you know, there's depth and degree to what you're, that which is shared. So like whatever you're sharing, you know, like if it's an affinity group, then you're sharing in the affinity, but you know, so there's levels to things. There's things, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you said our common unity is our, our total life together, well, then there's an implied richness that encompasses everything, your relationships, how you, you know, how you're known, how you, how you weep together, the loss of a loved one. Like there's levels that are possible based on what constitutes community. If something is too narrow, um, then the, com- the community is reduced to the narrowness of the thing that you're sharing in. Um, yeah. So, you know, so like if I'm making it up, but I always think about the people that like collect like, things mm-hmm. you know as a collector myself in some ways but like if i only collected r2d2s from star wars yeah and i only hung out with people that i'm being hyperbolic mm-hmm. and i only collected r2d2s from from star wars and everybody else that i knew did we've narrowed an already narrowed category which is star wars mm-hmm. that is not sufficient to address the whole of your life yeah, yeah, and so you kind of you kind of become odd and narrowed to an odd and narrowed thing mm-hmm. that doesn't generate more, but it actually depletes. And I think um, I think so. Then I think if, if if that's partly true, or if that's true at all, then I think it's it becomes exceedingly true when we move into not to talk about the thing that we'll probably always poke at now uh, till till we die probably, but is like the 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 metaverse or like um, the like the ways in which people live on the internet. So like your common unity is some pixels uh, centering around certain expressions in a you know four by six inch framed phone. That's a really reductive existence. Yeah, it's yeah. a really reductive existence. Well, as um, you were talking. It's difficult. You the, may be connected mm-hmm. in a certain kind of way, but as far as community and, and um, the richness of te- connectivity, we're talking about bare minimum. Yep. We're not talking about flourishing the way that maybe Alex was hitting at earlier. Well, I think that's the, you know, <clears throat> when you were saying that, the thing that popped into my head is I, I'm thinking of like different people on social media that I follow, that I look into, that actually like care about seeing what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of exist in two spaces. One, they, they kind of move towards like some sort of betterment, right? So they're teaching me something, you know, I'm learning something, they're exposing me to new, uh, like, like, you know, books or things like that. Um, and the other one that's most appealing to me are people where the digital world is the artifact of what's going on in the real world, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a cart in front of the horse thing uh, that I think we get in this digital space as artists where we're like, oh, if I put my stuff out there in a digital space, then it will enable these like physical realities uh, in the world. And it's like, I don't, I don't see that mm-hmm. much. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. unless you're talking about like, oh, I built a course and I'm going to 
try to like get you to take some like online course in the stuff I make. But instead, it's like we're having this conversation. We talk about shoes. We talk about doing a thing. Uh, we want that to exist in a physical place with real people. And from that, the outflow of it would be some digital artifacts that then go up on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they like catalog what mm-hmm. we've done. Right. And then those things you would hope would be interesting enough because they're based on reality. Yeah. That it turns mm-hmm. back around and more people are like, how do I get involved in that? Right. How do I do that? Like, I feel like that's the place where digital space is the most helpful, generative, useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, on the front end of things, you know, you're talking about like, you know, when Shocker got their stuff. Um, Alex, you're talking about, you know, putting your stuff out there. And so many students, the same sort of thing. Like when you're getting that start, it's tough mm-hmm. because we're like, oh, I got to be here because we heard stories about mm-hmm. here in this digital space and what it can do for me that we kind of forego that first step, which is that like, let's have embodied experiences. Yeah. Together, collaborating, making, doing mm-hmm. things. And when you show that to people, then yeah. let them be like, no, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. 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 Like seeing it just as a publishing channel, pretty much or yeah, like yeah. a publishing. And then like, hopefully the algorithm will show you the things that you <laughs> most want to interact with in real life. Like, yeah. Oh, it'll show me for instance, like Chris's latest work. And I can mm-hmm. think about how we're going to talk about that. In this. Yeah. Or it'll show me someone else in Richmond who I could see us working with. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I really want from it. And then all yeah. the extra stuff is just like bad for your brain. Yes. Like bad for your like yes. I, I spent like when I was specialist in AFO, I was like trying to do Instagram for my brand. And it just like depleted like I just it like burnt me out just doing oh, yeah. that. And I did a poor job of it because I didn't. I don't care about doing Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to just like be contemporary in that way. But mm-hmm. Uh, like it really just needs to be you come up with things in like these very like non-digital spaces publish them in the digital space maybe you find a collaborator through the digital space but it's really i I see it mostly successful it's just like a publishing channel Mm -hmm. occasionally you'll find some people and maybe it'll deliver your stuff to like an audience of either customers or supporters or whatever but yeah I don't really see it as anything more than that. Like I don't yeah, really want not, it to be anything. Is that in any you helpful just, space? I'm asking this in a dumb way, but are you, are you like? The, do you feel like you're describing Etsy? How so? Well, like is Etsy's <laughs> a place? <laughs> I don't know. Like Etsy's a place where stuff is sold and shipped and. Yeah, but it's not like a social media app. You don't spend yeah. all day scrolling Etsy and feeling bad about yourself. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm saying, like, you're yeah, describing. If anything, you feel good about yourself. You're like, that's look what at all to, these things. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I, I'm, I'm I saying, like are you describing the, like, you're saying if it was this, what I'm saying is, are you describing Etsy? I don't think so. Okay. Because because you don't find people who you're going to collaborate with locally on Etsy. Yeah. You don't DM people about, yeah. like. What I'm trying to do is plot out terrain to make an app. So you were criticizing Instagram, and <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. we're actually generating um, a conversation on like what would be helpful. Yeah. And so then I yeah. tried to go the other I extreme mean, and and say, okay, well, Etsy's over here where you you know you maybe you sell some jewelry. Yeah. So I'm saying, what uh, is there a hybrid? Is there a, a a point of efficiency that that we need to build? I don't yeah. know. That's I'd say I'd say yes. Yeah. Because it seems like <clears throat> like the did potential- you hear that, Josh Williams? <laughs> It seems like the potential of technology is like unlimited and you can craft whatever you want out of it right. if with the right skill set, which I don't have, but yeah. I know some people who have. And it's like, well, I think the things that we have that are like real popular are just not crafted for people's best interests, you know? Yeah. And they're not mm. crafted for like... Wow. That's a... Like maybe, maybe a it's an app statement. that you need to pay into. 
or I don't know, like the funding structure needs to not be like making you addicted and like showing you ads for things. Like, I mean, I mean you're, you're you're pushing some categories here. Yeah, we're not paying you to say this That's, either, man. No, I love it, I, but I, but I mean, it. like, if you look at like if I just am thinking of y'all and how I perceive Shaco Art Space, it's like. Okay, so you've got the gallery, which is really cool. I've liked almost like pretty much every single thing I've seen in there is like great to me. But then the podcast is like the contemporary, like you're running an art gallery, but it's the contemporary version of it. Like mm -hmm. doing the podcast, letting people into the discussions that mm -hmm. behind the scenes that are like real interesting to people. Like I love, I love listening to the podcast, especially with whoever's showing recently or just going to the catalog. But then it's like, okay, what's another contemporary thing that a gallery should be doing? It's like maybe have an app. Like maybe mm -hmm. like the whole community that you guys already have going here, like oh, like the whole network of people who've worked with y'all or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's like very positive. And like, what if you could just somehow build an app around that? Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't really think in the in terms of like app development. But I think there's got to be some some build there yeah. that makes sense. Like some sort of tech build that makes more sense than what we currently have. And, yeah. and the people yeah. who own what we currently have aren't going to ever give it to us nope. because it's, there's nope. no reason to. No, yeah, We wouldn't be to. on it for long. We'd just clock, like, check it every day and see if we're going to work with someone in, That's right. in real life or not. That's right. And then put it down. Yeah. Maybe see people's work. Maybe do a crit in there. Yeah. Maybe have crit groups in there. I don't know. But yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've talked about some of this. Josh, Josh Williams has talked about some of this, and we've all kind of had our flickering moments of, is there something, you know, and yeah, it's interesting, dude. Yeah. I didn't know Alex was going to come on and generate all these ideas for it. No, yeah. I didn't, I we need to bring you around more often. Man. <laughs> yeah. I just finish, spin things out of dude, control. Dude, finish, finish up school, man. <laughs> Get done. I will. I'll yeah. be able to. Just make sure you pass. <laughs> you got me nervous on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I should be a little nervous, but yeah. Yeah. I'll make it through. You'll make it through. You got to get through, dude. You need me to... Like we, you need Gareth and I. We'll just give you like uh, random texts of fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't if you don't make this blazer. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't make this windbreaker <laughs> during the dress assignment, dude, I, I want to see this windbreaker now. I do too. Ne I mean, it's coming out next fall. Ne <laughs> next next spring, we'll say. Okay. Yeah, I'll just make awesome. one instead of what I'm supposed to. Listen, make. man, we got we want to we. I mean, we're low on merch right now, but we are building towards that yeah i'd love to work with y'all on that like, yeah that's exciting and i have some like i know there's the directed garment printer in the afo building but also like i have some access to like some things that we could use to to make that type of stuff and i don't know my head's in that space a lot so yeah i'd be interested in working with that or whatever y'all are doing i just i just like the space that y'all occupy in general mm -hmm. like it just it's it's i'm like this is where I actually need to be like more than being in school. I need to be in like these types of spaces, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so when y'all were like, come down here and do this, I was like, Oh, that's, that's super cool. Yeah. Like this is the thing I'm most excited about probably this semester in some ways. Like it just like, like we were talking about with the whole side education discussion, yep. which we could may or may not have time to have, but just like doing education in like a context more like this as opposed to the institution. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like this is where I'm getting the real nourishment, you yeah. know, from yeah, like yeah. listening to y'all's podcasts, coming to the shows. Like it, it obviously won't do for you what school's going to do, but like, I feel like in this setting is where school could more, uh, like school could take place better in a setting like this mm -hmm. than the setting it's currently in. Well, I yeah. think one of the things that's, uh, as a student, I have the same, uh, 
issues because I would go through and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a thing I need to do. But I know that it's not like there's not a rubber meets the road. Everything felt like I was in a laboratory setting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that idea of like, oh, it's school. It doesn't matter in some ways. But it was it was the way it was presented to me that school was just like, hey, there's this. But when you get in the real world, you know, and it's like, yeah. why would you why would you have but when you get in the real world? Plus, there's like, like a, a, a gap. Philosophy. There's like a there's a there's, a, you know, plenty of times there's a lack of a, a translation gap. Like, OK, so how does this translate into yeah. uh, uh, you know, real time? And um, some of that's the constraints of academia, like the yeah. stakeholders that determine like what's the criterion for evaluating in order to sustain the funding. It's always a funding issue, mm-hmm. and funding issue, you know, is, affects us as like is, as much as it affects the university. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, different different ends, different goals, but we're still suffering for lack of funding as much as the university has to like yeah. make concessions for funding. And I do think we're at a critical point where education. Well, has failed a little well, bit. Well, I was going to say, I was like, I'm going to push your idea further. Uh, yeah, go for I think it. I think you're being super kind. Um, but I would... Uh, <laughs> Probably so. I would say. Feeling, feeling, that's feeling how it looked. Nervous. That, that, yeah, that's uh, how it looked. Yeah, it's, like, right. it's a funding issue, but I think it's always a perceived funding issue because I think the things we do to be... I mean, and just apply this, if you talk about it, just in terms of art and design practice. If you go the safe space to make sure that certain like minimums are met, mm-hmm. you've already failed. Like you've already failed. Yeah. Like if you if that's your job as an artist, like bounce out. You're yep. done. You're done. Yeah. Um. And so we come into a, uh, an institutional space. Period. Academic, whatever it is, institutional space, and we're like, okay, we're going to do these like safe things to protect something like revenue. Well, you're never going to do anything exciting enough to bring people in. Mm-hmm. They give a crap about it. Right. Right. So, and you get students who are like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you go to a business and you're like, yeah, it's okay. You go mm-hmm. to a restaurant, you're like, it's it's all right. You know, yeah. oh look, another Ruby Tuesday. That's the safeness of it. You, you, you anything that has any tra- potential like uh, catalyzing traction is you have to be able to embrace. And I have to remind myself this all the stinking time. Like you're gonna, you, for every person who's excited, there's somebody who thinks it's trash. Yeah. Be, like so, you have it, there's a there's a um, you have to be really cool with people not digging what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You gotta have thick skin. Well, and also I think that the people that are coming in, because I think one thing you're even getting at, Alex, is like in, mm-hmm. a, in a space like this, like we'll throw something out there and it can bomb. Yeah. It can fail. <laughs> yeah. And not like, and you know, not like in the way that like you can just kind of fail a project, but it's like, oh, it's failed and we lost money and mm-hmm. we lost time. Like you lose real things, yep. right? It's not just like, oh, now I'm four failed weeks more through the semester, yeah. yep. you know, what did you lose? Uh, really nothing. It's probably good. Yeah. Like it's good to feel that you failed. Like, right. Like yeah, it is. better than like, Oh, I just failed another, I just failed another dress. Like no, I, I could failed. care less. Yeah. We, we've involved people. We've involved time. We've involved money and energy and this didn't pan out, but right. you gotta, you gotta get your reps in on that. Yeah. It's just part of the nature of doing right. things. Yeah. Cause it's going to be nine times out of 10. And yeah. if, and if that failure is always a protected failure, like a, you know, which is something that's difficult in classes to do. How do you, how do you have as much kind of, seemingly unprotected but still protected failure within a classroom setting because you don't want somebody to like actually lose things right. within a classroom setting. Right. Uh, but there does need to be some skin in the game in a real way. Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about things in the past, like educational models around apprenticeship, there was always skin in the game in apprenticeship mm-hmm. because it's like, this is literally your livelihood yeah. where that has been, there's like a separation from the institutional structure of education uh, across the board, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, not just art and design. Yeah. Um, 
where there's that separation from like this will be my livelihood it's yeah. always like well there's probably some other thing i can always go you know work here do that yep you know there's not the i mean if if you're in an apprenticeship program in the 1400s like and you bust out of it like what you get to just go back to being a subsistence farmer yeah you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in you're it's it's sort of a right yeah there is a level of like commitment yeah but yeah i feel like that could be what's very cool about some sort of independent model, like some non-bureaucratic institutional model, like mm -hmm. in a in a space more like this, is that say you get 10, 20 people together, mm -hmm. they're all taking much more of a risk yep. than going to the institution because it doesn't have the branding of the institution. It doesn't That's right. it's not gonna be accepted by employers in the same way. So they're really like gambling a lot on it. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out, they're kind of screwed. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. at least for Depending on the cost of it, from and what those other metrics, they can do. yeah, from those outcomes, yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah. they actually would be, but like, yeah. yeah, 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 just just based on like you go to college and then you can get a job with it or whatever. But having that skin in the game is probably going to make the outcome so much better. Like, yeah, and, I think so. and and too, like you're talking about funding issues. It's like, well, if you did it in a small space like this, maybe you could just come up with some things to solve those funding issues, like doing merch drops from your little 20 person independent art group yeah that are like always good and always limited and they're always going to provide like the yeah the cost to make everything go around or doing a show where you're selling some of the work from the semester yeah and that allows it to go around like yeah but like everyone like having that skin in the game as opposed to school and like some communal skin in the game like we all want to make this brand work so yep. that it's good for us like we all want to make real life connections not like a laboratory setting school project we all want to yeah. make a real life connection out of this project we're doing this semester yeah 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 i feel like also that could do also well if i could say one thing that like just to highlight in addition it's making me think also there it eliminate what you're describing eliminates a little bit of the um i'd go make stuff out in the world mm -hmm. to to bolster myself up higher into the rankings of the university yeah. So it's like the work becomes um, and the people, the, the community becomes at the expense of my 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 resume to become more secure in the institution. So I'm right. really making for the institution and for my own status and standing so I can continue to be more secure. Right. So it, it feeds inwards as opposed to outwards. You know, it becomes cheap talk sometimes. Not all the time. There's really good makers at VCU that are making that have an impact out here. But um, but what you're talking about is like uh a certain amount resting on, I mean, like the kind of work that's being generated is for the world outside, right? And it, it it's not required to cycle back into assurances for you to move up a ladder within an institution that is right. that is stalling out. You know what I'm saying? Like stale pond water kind of thing, right? So, um, yeah, man, I think, yeah, I mean, we think about this a lot. So, yeah, it's interesting that you're bringing it up today. Um, but I know, like, I feel like everyone knows the people in their department who would just jump ship and do it. Like, I know at least, I know the five people I hang out with, like, they'd all jump ship and do it. Really? We're all common minded now. Yeah, yeah. We surround yeah. being like, if there's something, if there's something else, like, we would do that. Like, yeah. Uh, don't feel good about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so funny you're saying that. But well, yeah. But I tough. feel like for every department, there's that. Like, there's there's people who are just like, if I could just go over here, mm -hmm. or, or like that this setting would attract all the right people. You know. Yeah. Question is, how do you get that out there? I mean, the yeah. first, the definitely the first iteration of it would have the most risk on it for the people participating. Yeah, because they could just waste like like waste in quotes. Like it'd still be a good experience at the end of the day, but they could on yeah, paper costs. waste six months. Yeah, Com but like a lot of semesters are kind of a waste. 
So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely had a few of those in my school time. I did. So like, if you're just get like, think, so we have eight semesters in the four-year program. Right. Like if it's a like stack of poker chips, like why wouldn't you just throw one out on like, on a, on like something that you actually believe in a lot more. Right. Right. And like, why can't we just, I don't know. It's like, yeah. That that seems like if you have eight of those like semesters, like why not just throw one into like the independent pot and see what happens? Do a study abroad at Chaco Arts. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be here in the fall. Study study across from broad. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Study on broad. Study on broad with Chaco Arts. It'll fill up fast. Dude. (laughs) That'd be legit. That's really funny. Study on study on broad program. In Manchester, just like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's different. It's different. It's different. You got to cross a river. Yeah. I mean, you know, Do you get not? any, is it, you're, you're not outside the campus. I'll stamp your passport. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Just put that, put the logo on the passport. Yeah, yep. that's right. <laughs> yeah. That, but uh, I mean, but also speaking of that, like um, you are literally kind of throwing one of those poker chips on the table next semester and doing some stuff that's a little different than sitting around Richmond. What uh what's coming up for you on the horizon in January? So doing um if all goes according to plan, I mean, I feel pretty good about it with COVID and all that, but if all goes according to plan, we're doing um a lot of us from BC are going to do the um Academia Italiana program in Florence. Um nice. so we're just getting all of our semester credits just in yeah. Florence. And uh I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean, know how intense the academics are out there. I think they might be a little less intense. Gotcha. But I kind of like that. I'd rather, because I kind of am just envisioning class loads a little bit less, mm-hmm. Hope like in my hopeful, or it's, or it's of good quality and more. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. But um, class loads a little less, and I'm just in an inspiring setting, and I'm going to be essentially just like draw, like I've had this evolving vision for this show, that, or like just putting it all together. And so I'll be in this really nice setting, like foreign country, it, it'll, it'll spur a lot of different thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just be working on designing all the different things for my, like, for, to come senior year, like collections with Chris, um, that brand, working with y'all, um, the furniture, mm-hmm. the displays, the jewelry, the fashion items to go across. The, just thinking about, like, okay, graduation show. Design, I want to like have it all wrapped up and designed fully out with it can make change. Like, I make changes to it in real time, yeah, but just like a full vision for it by the time I leave, yeah, this semester. And like, I think having a little more space to just like sit in a coffee shop or like do this, or yeah, do that, yeah, 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 and just just be like not too tasked with school, but just thinking about like I'm gonna come back and make all these things happen, yeah, and like even getting everything done ahead of time, like, yeah, kind of laid make, out, make literally even make. The dimensions of the wood things yeah. make the lumberyard list to the T, and yeah. then just come back and just like bang have it you ever, all out. Have you ever wanted to make gallery benches? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah, I was it's thinking a neat of, idea. It's a neat I, idea. <laughs> gallery benches for like for, seeing so, a show. Yeah, so people could sit in chocolate art space and look at shows. Yeah, <laughs> we're asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I mean, I I do tend to take on too many things. If yeah, gonna, don't. If we're gonna do the shoe, like maybe the bench just, won't happen. But yeah, yeah. Like, I would. Do the shoe I first. do like the idea of doing the bench. You just let us know yeah. when there's a few projects that you're okay with failing, and we'll yeah. throw one on top of your yeah. uh, list for you. Yeah, when I tell <laughs> students it's okay to fail in my class, like <laughs> Alex is like really taking that to heart. I'm like, wait, I don't mean. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, you can't fail in your class. Yeah, I mean, that's different. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. I mean, Florence, you'll you'll have like no 
you'll have like no aesthetic influences there. <laughs> yeah, it'd be super no boring. rich visual culture. Super boring, dude. Really dry. <laughs> Not good I, food. I don't no, think there'll so. be any. Dude, you better work out. Work. You may come back looking like me just from one semester abroad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, pasta every day. Yeah. Big portions too. Mm. Yeah. Real we'll food. I mean, they're all they're all in good shape out there. They That's eat all true. that and they're all in good shape because yeah, they walk around. Because they walk. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <sighs> but. <laughs> I mean that, and then just bouncing around, bouncing around Europe a bit while I'm out there. Yeah, and just just having a sketchbook on me at all times, and just being in new places. Like I'm pretty excited. Like I don't have specific tasks yet or yeah, specific yeah, goals, yeah. but like I know that I need to build all the stuff that I'm talking about doing senior year. I need to make it all completely real in my head yep. while I'm there, and then come back and just not even need to design senior year, just be executing things yeah. senior year. That'd yeah, yeah. That sounds and awesome, then, man. Do it. Yeah, well, I think, you know, for maybe a few of the weeks that you're there, you're actually going to be crossing over with Chino still being over in France. So, you know, hey, maybe get some uh, some European well, meetups. I'll let them know. I'll tell them. I'll text them today. That'd be pretty cool. I'll tell them, listen to the podcast. I'll text them today. And then yeah. he'll hear. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll connect up. Yeah, because especially with doing shoe design, he's going to be all about it. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, wasn't he doing uh, some, some fashion thing out there? He, yeah. Something in Italy? Yeah. Yeah he's, yeah, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Everything. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we got to get him in on the shoe thing. So, we'll – it's going to be great. It is. I'm excited good. for it. I'll, yeah. I'll fail school. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it. No, I just pass school, man. Just pass it. Yeah. And then uh, – <laughs> We're going to, yeah, we'll collaborate. We'll do this. I I can already, I, I got to discipline good. my mind. I can't, yeah. I can't let it run too far right now, but there's too many other things going on, but, yeah. but we'll be ready. The timing is good. Right. The timing is good in the sense that we got some things uh, on the horizon right now, but yeah, we're even going to get this space together. I mean, there's some, there's some good things that are coming. Mm-hmm. It's good to know that you got stuff popping off. Cause I feel like it, we, the timing could all sync up really well. Right. So, yes. um, yeah. Man, I feel like what we need to do is have you and Chris back on again. Yeah, like, oh, I'm, so definitely. Yeah. Is, are you, so talk to him and let's figure out when we can have like a, a follow-up to this conversation mm-hmm. when, when it's really good for the collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, I so, mean, are you, you were, I mean, I'm leaving January 10th. Are you thinking before then or like more? That seems soon. Yeah. Are you thinking once y'all got, do you like the visual stuff up and going like maybe in the fall yeah when we're when we're doing our first drop yeah for the shoe i'm talking about now yeah maybe come here and and get ready to do the yeah i think that'd be great us working with y'all yeah i mean yeah because i'd love to hear i I think i'd love to hear and i think other people listening would love to hear too like just the the experience of going through that whole collaborative process and then finally having the thing and being like all right here we are yeah so like having this and then you know for folks listening right now i think we'll be really interested in hearing the follow-up to this Right. Uh, as the process yeah. works itself out so we'll look at the fall to Definitely. have you guys on i mean and, and too like chris is a great person to have on as a guest because like i i he blows my mind because i'm like man i'm in school we're all like in school for all this time spending all this time at the sewing machine spending all this time learning fashion and like literally chris hasn't taken any like courses in school and he's like outstanding at what he does like in, yeah. incredible yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's awesome. It's like well, maybe we'll have Chris on before then. Yeah, and then definitely. and then we'll uh, and then we'll um, yeah. have you all on together, and we'll we'll culminate the whole next 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 level on it. Sounds good. That'd be yeah. super cool. I'm excited Man. for that. Well, this is no one be known conversation. Right? That's yeah. the whole no one be known thing. Like that's what I love. I mean, just just to close with, I it. love I love so the the uh, kind of the close for me that I love is if you're uh, faithfully present, dwelling. I'm gonna say it 
If you're faithfully present in your life, dwelling as richly as you can in the circles that you occupy, the spheres, the mm-hmm. spaces, like the jujitsu, then you there, it, it creates the generative plausibility of of connections that work, um, sort of in a downstream way. Like it, it things work with the momentum, and you 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 will find people. It just seems that will want to collaborate, and so then you're. You're getting your haircut somewhere, and like all of a sudden, you got a collaborator, and now you're talking about this guy you didn't know before, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, it's a whole different thing. And now you're bringing that to us, and like, I'm just trying to like put a little thread on that and say like, and that's often how it works, but you have to be out there with your eyes open, like so you're willing to say, hey, um, I I noticed your hats like good work, or you know, mm-hmm. like you you had to acknowledge it, man, like it had to be. Like you got to be out there. Like you got to be living. Yeah. So like right. I guess I'm saying that is that's the antithesis of being locked in a room 24 seven. Is you got to actually live. And yeah. one of the things that I love, man, I just want to highlight is like your response to like how do you structure your day? You're like sometimes I actually go for a walk. Yep. Or like so I mean I think those are those seem like small things, but there's like an honesty and like I can't. It's an it's an antithesis to oh you're just enslaved to what you make which is a a a kind of a a violation of um what it means to be human and so there has to be these um respites or these other places in your life that are that are rich that are not the making and you know i love making so like but and um so anyhow i just appreciate that that kind of thread comes through yeah um so loudly and even has created the whole discussion on future podcast episodes, just like on live mm-hmm. on, on the, on air. We haven't really had a conversation. This is like a really funny episode in that it's like behind the scenes happening <laughs> in real time. And I feel like it's revealing in a certain kind of way, but I actually like that. I mean, it hasn't, I think it's like a, a good breath of fresh air, you know, just to have you on and, and this conversation take shape the way that it did. Cool. So yeah, yeah it was, it was so a lot of fun. You. Yeah. Thanks. Man. And I'm, I'm excited for these projects. Like Absolutely. Uh, like the fact, just just the fact that you said like, oh yeah, those guys. Like even if just one of them's on board, like I'll be like stoked. If you're even just you being on board, I'm like, just your painting work as the new part of the new aesthetic for our next thing. I'm like, that's yeah, crazy. I will go in, dude. But like, the fact that it could be multiple people, yeah. it could be multiple collections, it could be yeah. an ongoing thing. Yeah, and we could get some G Raths too. G Raths and and <laughs> RLWs, RLWs, some RLWs. <laughs> I love yeah. that, man. Yeah, yeah. So. well, this is legit, man. This is fantastic, and this this episode really like all the stuff you're talking about, Ryan. This is like why we do this. Yep. This is the stuff we want, and this is the stuff that we also hope that all y'all listening are engaged in. So we always appreciate your comments. We appreciate your emails. Uh, your check us out on Patreon. Yeah, hit us up on Patreon. Buy because, a Christmas uh, CD. Yeah, because buy this a is hoodie for real. Buy a hoodie. Buy buy. Go to our shop. It's Christmas, and what yeah. what better than shopping at Shaco for Christmas. That's right. You know what I mean? Don't miss Christmas by missing out on Shaco. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, Just it's thinking. great because you get you get all kinds of benefits from that. You get some cool stuff. You get yeah. give things to other people. You get to support a nonprofit. You do a lot of you can awesome do it. stuff. And and by the way, don't look up Alex Alex right. We'll have some we'll have Alex's info on our page. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he, you heard that he's in hiatus right now. <laughs> So look him He'll up. Be publishing at some point. Yeah, he's gonna be publishing pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, give, well, him, give him give him a look like check him out. Probably Get next time I'm on, okay. there'll be real things published. Right now, there's not much to see. Yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. my table. Yeah, check out his <laughs> table. His table is really nice, actually. Yeah. Get on his. So get him on your radar. 
and then give them give them some space because you know what you heard is there's a lot of interesting things coming. Oh, yeah. And we'll have more information about Alex on our on our page. Yeah, but and with in the meantime, that, y'all uh, y'all stay safe. Uh, be good. We love y'all. You're a fantastic audience, and we will catch you next time. Peace. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.